Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to urge in the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to urge in the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport, where today we bring you two big exclusive interviews from the England camp. We're here from the ECB Chief Executive Tom Harrison and the Interim Managing Director of England Men's Cricket, Sir Andrew Strauss, as they reflect on what's been a whirlwind 72 hours or so for the England Test Team. When is it not a whirlwind time for them? On Wednesday, the managing director Ashley Giles stood down from his role whilst head coach Chris Silverwood was also relieved of his duties yesterday. And this morning, it was announced that assistant coach Graham Thorpe has also left his role. However, England Test captain Joe Root will remain in his role for the upcoming three-match series against the West Indies, which is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 starting next month. Also on the show, we're here from the cricketers George Dobell and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison. You're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. Yeah, welcome to the show. And we start off by hearing from the ECB Chief Executive Tom Harrison, who's told TalkSport that making changes to the coaching staff is a good opportunity to reset the test side. After that disappointing Ashes series, England, of course, losing that 4-0. Could have easily been 5 if they didn't bat out the draw in the fourth test. Here he is in conversation with TalkSport's Jake Robson. Tom, thank you for talking to us. Just firstly, how tough a decision was it to move on Chris Silverwood and Ashley Giles? That's always uh, a very tough decision. Ultimately, these are people with whom you work extremely closely for a, a, a long period of time, and it's never easy to part company with, uh, with colleagues with whom you have a very high regard. Obviously, the team performances and results have been the issue, but was it as simple as Chris Silverwood, the coach of those performances, and Ashley Giles was the man who appointed him, so they, effectively they both had to go? No, I don't think it's as simple as that, and it never is. Ultimately, these are decisions that are taken uh, once you've assessed in detail all of the facts uh, and taken a view on what you're trying to do in the future. Um, you know, we've obviously had a very uh, difficult couple of years um, dealing with the pandemic and the, the, t- the test team and the test environment have, have felt the brunt of that, to be honest. So there are real complexities around this, but this is more a uh, reflection of where we need to take the, the team now and, and what are the, the, the people and the resources that we need in place to do that. And what do you think they are at this point? 
Well, we've, that's what Andrew and I are going to be, uh, Andrew Strauss and I are going to be uh, sitting down and working out. We've got in, in some immediate actions uh, in terms of putting a temporary coaching structure in place for the West Indies Tour, uh, which is in March with a team leave on the 24th of February. We have to select a team uh, for that. Uh, and so, yeah, we've got um, some short-term challenges ahead, but um, I think this does give the, the test team a, a bit of space and a um, an opportunity to reset with um, some big challenges ahead, but right at the start of a, of, of a new cycle. So um, whilst, you know, this is a very difficult week, uh, it's also, you know, we, we have the opportunity now to, to have a fresh approach to how we're taking this team forward. And obviously a lot of the last two years has been um, dominated by COVID bubbles, rest and rotation, player welfare, that kind of thing. Do you think maybe now then, there's perhaps been a suggestion of inconsistency because Ashley Giles was part of that and now it's gone wrong. He's sort of become the full guy for that. Well, I don't think um, it's got, you know, I think I'll focus on mental health and player well-being and, uh, and, and making sure players are in the best possible place to, uh, to be at their best is, is something that, you know, is, is going to be a huge part of the future. We, we've learned so much through COVID around uh, player and player well-being and mental health. Um, and the impact of uh, stress-inducing environments, which, um, you know, international cricket is a very stress-inducing environment. And if you have biosecurity and managed environments off the field, they can also be stress-inducing. So um, that is why uh, we have, have, have looked hard at how we ensure that players are both not just physically able and ready and fit enough to, to compete with the rigors of test cricket, but also mentally, and probably all, even more importantly, mentally. Uh, fit and well enough to to compete at that level and and that that work will not stop the national selector role obviously was done away with is that something that you might go back to now i think we're going to reflect a lot on uh, uh on the 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 structure that um that ashley introduced around uh, uh, around selection and whether that put too much pressure on on the head coach position we're going to take a look at that and uh also, just work out whether there's enough challenge and breadth coming into decision making around selection, uh, and and that's something Ash, uh, that, uh, Andrew Strauss and I'll be reflecting on over the coming days. We've seen changes to the county championship schedule for this season. Was this under consideration then before the Ashes finished or even started? Uh, sorry, just in terms of the the, the dates of when the county champ because a lot has been spoken about. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, last year we had lots of debates around uh, the difficulties of our domestic schedule and the fact that it was difficult to prepare players for uh, the Indian Test Series uh, last summer. Uh, this summer we've tried to ensure that, and, you know, this is a very complex, you know, three-dimensional Rubik's Cube that you're trying to put together with the domestic schedule. Uh, we are always trying to ensure that the cricket that is, is on offer is preparing players as, as much for... Um, top class county cricket but also preparing players for the international season um, so uh, a lot of work's gone into doing that we've got more cricket in the heart of the summer this year it won't be enough for a lot of um, uh, Red Bull cricket fans out there but we will continue to work to make sure that we are preparing players uh, for the international test series um, through through Red Bull cricket um, in the heart of our summer and we've got now an opportunity to look hard at uh, the future uh, the schedule for the future and, uh, and resetting our approach to, to uh, Red Bull cricket in this country and that's something we want to do with the game. Okay, just a couple more. One is, what needs to happen to get English cricket back on track, in your opinion? How do we go forward? Well, we've got a lot of challenges with respect to um, our, our um, issues with respect to our relationship with race in, in, in the game. We've launched a 12-point action plan 
that is in play. Um, but on the field, I think it's as simple as getting back to winning ways. And, and in order for us to do that, we've taken some steps to build some freshness, a fresh approach. Uh, and I think under the you know the leadership of, of, of Andrew Strauss in the short term, and then uh, taking some big decisions about uh, how we move forward. I'm confident that we can put uh, the test team back to where people are used to seeing it, winning series home and away uh, and climbing that uh, World Test Championship ladder. And just very lastly, of course, with the two roles having the two positions being moved on, a lot of questions have come onto yourself as to perhaps whether you are the right person and whether you feel you should carry on in the role. But what do you have to say to those people? Uh, Look, I know I recognise it's been a very difficult period for English cricket. Uh, I'm working day and night to ensure that uh, we're putting plans in place to uh, uh, to remedy it and to get the game back onto the right track and that is my focus yeah ecb chief executive tom harrison there tight-lipped on his own future when speaking with jake robson time now to hear from sir andrew strauss who of course replaced ashley giles as the managing director of england men's cricket on an interim basis again he spoke with talk sports jake robson about his immediate objectives in the role how he can get England back to number one in the world, and also the future of the test captain Joe Root. Shades, perhaps, of when you took on the role seven years ago here. <laughs> it does feel a bit like Groundhog Day. Um, and obviously, look, the last 48 hours have been particularly bruising for the England Creed department, uh, with three senior members of staff moving on. So it's, it's not a... A fun environment to be in this position. Um, however, uh, we have got a West Indies tour around the corner and an opportunity to to move forward, I suppose, as a team. It, performances, we clearly know, have to improve significantly. Um, and there's some sort of longer-term strategic decisions that need to be made to, to ensure that the, the department and the team are, are best prepared for uh, what's going to be a challenging uh, next 18 months or so. You're tasked with obviously appointing a caretaker coach, but apart from personnel appointments, what do you see as top of your intray? Well, I think I'm just doing this role temporarily. So my, my, my real function is to make sure the team's as prepared as it can be for the West Indies um, and has the right sort of support in place. Um, I think beyond that, it's about looking at the England cricket team structure and making some decisions around the sort of roles that are required and then uh, helping uh, Tom to potentially recruit the right people in those roles, starting obviously with the, the new managing director of England Cricket. He mentioned getting the test side back to number one in the world. How do you see that happening? By playing a lot better than we have done. You know, I think that's the truth. The last uh, 12 or 18 months or so, um, the, the test team hasn't gone forward. It's been a very tough schedule, a hugely tough schedule, you know, both in terms of the quality of the opposition we were playing against and the bubble environments and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot of mitigation for that, but um, the truth is we've got to be better. And, um, you know, you can point at probably every element within the team and say, look, there are some improvements that need to be made there. With this interim appointment, then, do you see that probably as somebody who's already been in the setup? Well, I think there's the pros and cons, aren't there? I think there are a lot of pros just in terms of stability um, and that person knowing the players and having a, a relationship already with Joe Root, for instance. Um, and then, there, of course, there are some advantages of someone coming in with very fresh eyes and a different voice. So, you know, we're just going to be weighing that up over the next couple of days, but we need to move quickly on that. Paul Collingwood's been mentioned. 
Is he in with a shout? Yeah, I think he is. Look, I mean, he, he's obviously led that T20 team out in the West Indies, so he's, he's got a taste for it. Um, and you know, we all know he's very well respected in the group, so he'd definitely be one of the candidates. You obviously mentioned the, the pros of being involved. I mean, can you also perhaps there be too much baggage of what's gone on before, perhaps of the old regime with the, that kind of appointment as well? Yeah, but I think it's also worth mentioning we're going to have a new England coach down the track, you know, and probably hopefully for the the start of the international summer. So there is going to be that refresh. I definitely feel like this is a start of a new cycle for the test team and, um, and, and an opportunity to relook at everything, you know, whether it's the structures, whether it's selection, whether it's the, the coaching setup, and make sure that um, we've got the right team in place to, to reset, reset that, that, that test team and, and push forward quickly. You mentioned reset. Does it almost the, the balance when you took over the first time? It was very much white ball needed to be redressed or perhaps evened up. Is now we sort of have to go the other way? Well, I think in terms of performances, yes. I mean, you look at the white ball team. It, you know, had had a couple of tough results recently, and, and losing the, the semi final of the World T Twenty was really disappointing. Although I thought the team played brilliantly throughout that that campaign. Um, you know that 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 white ball setup looks pretty strong. Uh, always can get better, but it looks pretty strong. And then uh, the red ball setup. Uh, you know, at, at the moment our batting unit unit hasn't fired, um, and without the batting unit firing, it's impossible to win. So, you know, I think that 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 focus in particular is a, a strong one. Um, but it, uh, when you when you're talking about resetting the red ball game, it's not just about the England cricket team. It's about alignment with the game. And so there's, there's, that, that comes back to the domestic game as well and the role it plays. It, 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 the international pathway, that sort of bridging the gap between the, international, the domestic game and the international game is important. And then obviously what happens in the England Creed team as well. The role of national selector obviously was done away with in the last year or so. In, in hindsight, was that perhaps a mistake? Well, the, the cricket committee panel that looked at um, Ashley Giles' tour review and gave recommendations to the board, I think... The reflections from that panel was that it placed an impossible burden on the England head coach. Uh, it, it, it was impossible for for him to perhaps give the selections the attention they deserved, uh, just because he had so much on his plate. Um, and so, looking forward, we need to come up with a, a system and a structure that takes some pressure off uh, and aids, you know, best practice decision making. Right? There's a lot of uh, sports and teams around the world that have the same problems and we've got to figure out what's what's the right way forward for cricket. So you could go back to that role, as it were? I think that's an option. I, I, I don't like the idea of going back ever, quite frankly, and I think it's, it's moving forward to a new system that works. So uh, I do think some outside input, um, some independent voices that are outside the dressing room are, are healthy in terms of the debate. And then it's also the process is how you the information you get, how you run the meetings and obviously the decision-making process as well. And just a couple more, Joe Root will be captain in the Test Series against the West Indies. He will be, absolutely. I've spoken to him. He's, he's revved up, he, you know, obviously devastated by what went on in, in Australia and, and I know he feels responsibility for that as a captain and as captains always do. Uh, but he wants to make amends. You know, he's a, he's a quality individual who sets the perfect example for the rest of those teams, both in terms of the performance on the pitch and the way he, he 
acts uh, off the pitch as well. So, you know, he's got my full backing and uh, hopefully he can take that team to the West Indies and we can have a really successful tour. And just lastly, is there a possibility then that you'll split the test and one day or white ball coaching roles? Is that something you're going to look at? Yeah, I don't want to cut, nail my colours to the mast on that yet. I, I think there's a, a good argument for it and I think that there's a good argument that just that the England head coach's job is too big and broad and demanding for one person. So I think there is a, definitely a case for looking at that. But let's see. Um, let's see how we go with this kind of the strategic review over the next uh, days and weeks, and, and then we'll move forward. From- yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. So as you heard there, Joe Root will remain in charge for the upcoming free match series against the West Indies, which is live and exclusive on TalkSport 2. One man who will be part of that coverage, no doubt, and a man who's been successful in the West Indies with career best figures of 7 for 12 is the former England fast bowler Steve Harmison. Harmer gave his reaction to all the coaching changes with Alan Brazil and Ray Parler over on TalkSport Breakfast this morning. Oh, I feel I feel for Chris Silverwood because he's had to go. His his whole two years of 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 England coach has gone through the the pandemic, and his empathy for players' welfare and trying to get them looked after and balancing that out for performance is just it was it, it's too it's it was too tough. And you you mentioned he's a results business. Asher Giles fell foul yesterday. Yeah, Asher Giles med. Uh, a, a role for the the head coach, which I think was, I I, I don't think it was um, it was ever going to be able to succeed when it comes to him being literally the higher and fire of the sh- the whole. He was in charge of the whole shooting match. Selected uh, as well, wasn't he? Yeah, it's just you can't do that in cricket. Unfortunately, it's not a football style management type. It, it doesn't work because if somebody's you're you're coaching players, you're picking players, but also when when somebody's not playing, you've got to have 
uh, an ability to have a look at other players from outside the system. And unfortunately, cricket, you haven't got time to do that. You just haven't got time. It's not like you've got a 25-man squad or you've got two transfer windows to go and buy players and bring them in and then develop and work with them. This is the England cricket team and other people are playing in the longer format. The one thing I will say, for two years, England players have not got better. They've got worse in the red ball format. Um, and largely down to the system we play in, but I think it's got. I think the the, the at the top have to take a a bit of responsibility for that. Is it all on? Obviously, Andrew Strauss is still there, isn't it? And he's got a big part to play going forward, isn't he, Army? Unfortunately, he's not. He's not got a part to play that I would like him to play because um, I don't think Andrew wants to to do the job full-time. He's there as a, in a, on a part-time basis, and I know for a fact he only wants to do it part-time basis, which is a shame, but I fully respect that because obviously what's happened in Andrew's life recently and mm. it, it, what that job entails, it's just far too much for, I think, for one person. I think the structure needs changing when it comes to the the man that makes the decisions needs help. So I, I don't think Ashley Giles' role was a, a very good one. Um, as a title, not not as the man. I just think it was. I, I didn't think he could influence too much when it comes to how the structure of English cricket was played. Um, getting certain things past the board on when cricket is played, but then also when you you lose the head selector, other selectors who are just yes men. I, I look at some of the people that are in positions at the ECB. It's laughable. There's a school teacher running around dictating everything that goes on um, and he shouldn't be anywhere near English cricket the selectors or or the scouts I should say haven't got an opinion yeah they haven't got opinion on on, on players I'm, I'm hearing now they're just they're literally they're happy with the role they're not going to rock any boats and they're just saying yes sir no sir three bags full sir so I think unfortunately I think it needs an overhaul of of good people who have got different opinions because you know what, lads, you know that more than anything else. Sometimes mm. arguing is a good thing in a, in, a, in a selection panel because you might not all agree, but at least you get your points across, you get all bases covered, and then the man at the top has a has you know has all sides of it coming in to to make decisions. And unfortunately, when you've got one man like Chris Silverwood had, I didn't think that was ever going to be successful. Harmy, you mentioned the pandemic. I mean, it was Chris Silverwood. Was this an impossible job for anyone to take on? Probably. I mean, you tra- talk yeah. about the talent. You've got to have good players to get results, and it's all about performance. But was it an impossible job for Chris Silverwood? It wouldn't have mattered who was in the in the hot seat. For Red Bull, yes, I think it was an impossible job. Uh, Trevor, I think the the White Ball team was such a team and led. Anybody could have led the the, the Red Bull, uh, the White Bull team. Yeah. That's the, the the pool of players that were in there. The guy at the top in Owen Morgan. I just think it was a, it was, from the, the pandemic point of view, it was an easy uh, ship to sail through it. Now, the Red Bull team was having its struggles before the pandemic. And I think yeah. because of what happened, i.e., the, 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 I would not like to, and, and I'm, I'm sure you guys will do the same, really, you You'd be claustrophobic as anything in the in the in the bubble life that was given to mm. the the Test match group. So I think it was hard, but also you've got to look at look, you know, a lot of other teams are in that situation. Probably not as much as England, but we we didn't get better. We actually, as as individuals, some of our players got a hell of a lot worse than they should do in 
You know, you you've both played, you've all played international sport. When you go into it, yes, you're a little bit green, you're a little bit raw, you're a little bit naive, but the longer you play it, you should, should in theory get better. Unfortunately, our players haven't. And mm. being in the being in bubble life, mm. it, that hasn't helped either. Hami, who would you like to see come in as a new coach? I think short term, I think I, th- there's people in the system that I think could get you, could get Andrew Strauss through. The, the intriguing thing for me now is where w- how the decisions are made because... I don't think Andrew Strauss wants to do it too long. I think he'll get us through to the end of the West Indies trip and then the person or the structure of that English cricket are now going to go next. That needs to be identified very quickly because the person who's director of cricket of, of the ECB needs to bring his own man in. Um, I I would like to see somebody like Graham Ford or, um, or Gary Kirsten I know Gary put a pitch in when Chris Silverwood was in place to take the Red Bull team, and I think the White Bull team there's a there's a dream ticket there anyway. I thought Paul, I think Paul Collingwood and Marcus Truscothic could take over the White Bull team alongside Owen Morgan and run that ship comfortably. Um, but to get through the West Indies, I'd, I'd look no further than someone like Alex Stewart and see if Surrey would release him for five weeks, six weeks for the Caribbean, alongside Truscothic, Collingwood. John Lewis, and that would get you through till the end of March to give you some breathing time before June the 2nd when England meet up again. Harmy there speaking with Alan and Ray over on TalkSport Breakfast. And you can hear how a new-look England test side performs in the West Indies live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 next month. It all gets underway with the first test in Antigua. Harmy, of course, being part of the last England squad to win a test series in the Caribbean. That was back in 2004, almost two decades ago. And we end today's show by hearing from the cricketer's George Dobell, who didn't hold back in his assessment of the recent changes. Here he is with Dan Windle on kickoff on TalkSport earlier this week. What has happened is that his job has become untenable because it's not a real job. He hasn't got any decisions to make. They're all made by Tom Harrison. And he's realised that he's basically been scapegoated, I believe. And um, he's realised that it's an impossible job to do. So, uh, yeah, I think he's been scapegoated for the failures uh, of England in recent times. And the reason I say that is because I don't think he made any decisions. England went into the ashes with a terrible schedule, not anything to do with him. Uh, the, the players weren't available very much, nothing to do with him. Uh, when they go and play in the IPL, they don't come back on time to play county cricket to prepare for test series. That's a decision made by Tom Harrison. Uh, I'm, I'm not even sure it's a real job. So uh, on the bright side, uh, it might be that England could get away with uh, getting rid of the role entirely. On the dark side, uh, I think he has been uh, scapegoated, as I say, to distract from the fact that Tom Harrison continues to do an absolutely dreadful job and is about to pick up an absolutely enormous bonus for doing it. Off the back of a rather ill-fated Ashes series, your suggestion... Well, not just the Ashes. Not just the Ashes. But the 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 suggestion, George, is that this, this step taken isn't enough isn't enough it won't make any difference at all we'll just be sacking someone else in four years what, what, I mean he, he doesn't have any power he didn't have any power it, it, the same if they sack the coach they'll just sack another coach in four years England will keep losing because structurally they are a mess and the uh, characters in the roles have no chance so I think it's a massive distraction and uh, you know it might keep the media occupied for a day or two but it won't actually do anything to correct the long-term Uh, weaknesses of English cricket and and one of the big ones is they go into test series in the summer with their best players having not played 
uh, 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 red ball cricket because they've been playing white ball cricket, doesn't matter if it's the 100 or T20 or whatever it is, they are never as well prepared as they should be because they are always chasing the short-term buck for the English game. So what Chris Silver and Ashley Giles were asked to do in the last couple of years is ensure that the fixture list was fulfilled. That was all that mattered, to keep the lights on, to keep the money coming in. They had no chance of getting a result. And now people have moaned about the results because the results are awful, as they were bound to be, because England weren't prepared. And they are being thrown to the wolves. And I think it's nonsense. The, the guy who is uh, making the decisions, who continues to remain in the role, who had the meeting with Ashley Giles this morning, is Tom Harrison. And as I say, he's about to get a big fat bonus and he is an utterly incompetent man. Yeah, George DeBell there, always strong on his views and that was no different. It's safe to say he's not a fan of the ECB Chief Executive, Tom Harrison. So that's it for us today on the following on podcast. Don't forget Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison will be back with the Cricket Collective on Tuesday. They discuss this issue in more depth and they also preview India's white ball series with the West Indies, which will be live on TalkSport 2. The second ODI of which starts on Wednesday will be on air at 7.30 with the likes of Andrew McKenna, Jared Kimber and the former IPL batter Abhishek Junjunwala part of the coverage there. So plenty to look forward to on this feed and on TalkSport 2 next month where we bring you all three tests of England's tour to the West Indies. But for now, this has been the following on podcast from TalkSport. Thanks for listening. Hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.